0: A very special edition of the Behind the U podcast. And I also want to welcome in our new sponsor. Train Together. Win Together. Introducing you Fit Gyms as the official fitness center for the Miami Hurricanes. Ready to join them. All it takes is $1 down. Let's go, Canes. And ready to join us? A familiar face. An old friend. Welcome, Duke Johnson, to the Behind the U podcast, my friend. How are you? Good to you. Uh, well... Right now, I'm great. I'm with you, buddy. It's always I always like seeing you. Big smile on your face, a big hug. And uh, even though we've talked many times over the years, it's good to kind of catch up and do this. Yes, sir. All right, so we'll hit you with this. Does anybody call you, or who doesn't call you Duke, if anybody? Who doesn't call me Duke?
1: Really? Mostly everybody. Mostly everybody is... Matt Days is a guy that randomly randomly doesn't call me Duke, calls me Randy because he thinks it's funny. But outside
0: of him, pretty much everybody. All right. So Matt Days, former Cypress Bay running back, went to NC State. So he's the only, what about mom? No. Always Duke. Since I was a kid, yeah. Always Duke. And she gave you the nickname, right? Yep. And that's for, and that's, and so for, for most, most people know your story, but that nickname derives from what?
1: Uh, her granddad, her granddad's name was
0: Duke, and she kind of named me after him. Okay. But if she, if she gets mad? She won't drop a Randy on you?
1: No, never.
0: It's just to be a more
1: stern Duke, but
0: yeah. <laughs> a more stern Duke. All right. A well, lot to cover here, buddy. Let's just go back to last year with the Dolphins. That game against the Jets. Where does that rank for you professionally? The first one, or the second one. I'm, the second uh, one. The one, the, the home game, hundred yards, two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, you
0: talk about the second
1: one. Uh, ranks in career or professionally,
0: a, prof- NFL career?
1: Uh, probably, probably one. Probably one.
0: And it was I was special.
1: I, yeah, I would say one just for the well, the sole fact that was my first hundred-yard game. It was home on my home turf, uh, and it came after me being away from the game for a while been away for maybe two, three months, was on practice squad for a month. So kind of had to deal with some kind of adversity. kind of had to figure it out, even though I wasn't getting uh, the reps and getting the carries that I've had since college. Even though I didn't get that my whole career, uh, I was out on practice squad and out of the league for maybe two months before I got the opportunity. And I kind of tried to make the best of that. And I think I did, so.
0: And being home, was that, I mean, you're, you're, you're like, people think of you, it's, it's Miami, it's Norland, it's the hurricane. So doing it there, doing it at Hard Rock, that had to mean something.
1: What I was going to say, that was the biggest, that was the biggest thing. It was, it, was a, it was on my home church, it was in front of my home crowd, maybe, what, 10 minutes away from my high school.
0: Uh, yeah, it was, it was the best. So let me ask you about that. You said that was probably the adversity you faced. So when you were let go, I guess you were let go by the tech, right? You were like, or I guess your contract wasn't renewed or you were cut by the Texans at some point, right? You're picked up by the Jaguars. They release you walk me through just what you're thinking at that time. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're not someone who's had to deal with a lot of adversity when it comes to this game. We'll get to the injury at at Miami, your sophomore year, but in terms of just not having a home, what was that like?
1: Uh, At first, I mean, when I left Jacksonville, I, it was it was no sweat because for me just I didn't know exactly what the issue was in Jacksonville with the head coach. I just knew that it wasn't a good fit for me. I didn't I don't know. I just didn't feel right there. So when I was let go from there, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal to me. Um, and but the the time not being with the team and not having a job after that, uh, it was just kind of. Just had to believe that an opportunity would come. Uh, there was times where you know you get down on yourself and you you ask, can you still play? Can you still do it? Uh, but then you know the answer to that. So it just kind of just stay with it. It was it was a process and it was it was long and some days it was tiresome, but it paid off and it was worth it. And it I mean it was my first time really dealing with adversity in life. Maybe in football for sure, but in life, it wasn't my first time, so it was just another one of those obstacles that I knew I could get over. I just had to just keep pushing myself and uh, knowing that I would come out
0: on the side. So what what did you do with yourself for the – I don't know, you said it was two or three months before the Dolphins picked you up. Like, what, do you, wh- were you, what did you do during that time to keep yourself occupied?
1: Uh, Workouts. I had a lot of workouts with NFL teams. I worked out at home. Uh, it just hung out with the family, but – uh, I think the, the main thing was just working out with the NFL teams. I had a lot of workouts. I had a workout at least every week, one workout every week. And you'll walk in, hey, man, you did a great job, but we're not going to sign you up. Man, you did an amazing job, but we're going to go a different direction. Our teams was like, hey, you know, we're going to sign you. And then, you know, seven, six, seven hours later, like, yeah, no, we're not going to sign you. So <laughs> it was a lot of that, but again – if it, everything had come uh, full circle and, and everything happened for a reason, which I'm going to keep bringing it back to me being able to sign home was after all that, everything I went through, uh, signing, not signing, working out, not good enough, good enough. I was able to sign home. No workout, no nothing. They didn't act in the workout, they didn't care. Sign prep, the squad, come here, work, and you have a chance. And that's what happened. So, did you want to come back I always want to come back
0: no did you want to come back with the Dolphins like would you have liked to return with the Dolphins for this season
1: uh yes I I will always wanted to come back it's home like it's like that's never going to change regardless of where I'm at who I'm with what year I am like I'm a high school kid at Miami Northern like yeah I want to stay home like the goal for me was to always stay home, but the NFL doesn't work like that. <laughs> I don't want, want to stay home. Is I mean, it's home. I'm I'm it's hard for me to turn down home.
0: Yeah, I hear you. All right, one more thing on the Dolphins, and then we'll get in. You know, this is a, this is more of a Hurricanes thing. But one last thing, just because he's so controversial, probably for reasons nothing that he has no control over. But what did you enjoy playing with Tua? Like, yes. what, do you think he gets a bad rap? Yes,
1: I did. Definitely. to I don't know. get a lot of hate, and I don't understand why. And I think it's, I, I think it's just quarterbacks. I think it's just come with the position, regardless of the team or or who you are. You have guys like Patrick Mahomes. You have guys like Josh Allen, and you just think every every fan base believes that they quarterback should just come in and just be the best quarterback in the league, and it doesn't work like that. Take guys sometimes, and uh, you know. Changes, staffs, or or not having the right guy in place, regardless of what it is, it can hurt the quarterback. I've I played in Cleveland. I've seen it. Like, <laughs> a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of changes. So yeah, I think the fan base is definitely tough on Tua for no reason. Well,
0: I'm not going to say no reason because everyone has their reason. But you I believe mean, in Tua? You think he can, You yes. think he can be a high quality be- starting quarterback? Yes. All right. By the way, nice use. By By the way, nice, uh, nice use of the uh, GIF there uh, on your Twitter. If you you know, uh, when uh, Mister Mayfield was uh, traded,
1: everything comes full circle.
0: Everything comes. We'll leave it at that, right? All right. One more. I'm sorry. One more NFL thing. I lied, but it is related to the university. (laughs) No, no, no. But it's related to the university.
1: It's fine. I don't, it, it don't make me any difference. Let's go for it. No,
0: no, no. But with the purpose of this is to talk more about University of Miami stuff. But this is related to the University of Miami. Talk to me about your new offensive coordinator, Mr. Dorsey. Oh. He is related to the – he's legend at the University of Miami. So what's – give me a little – give me a little insight into how Mr. Dorsey is as an OC running that room.
1: He's uh, – he's himself. Uh, he's very he's, – he's very excited, very engaged. I think he's happy and grateful for the opportunity. Uh, but he's not going to be that coach that just is grateful. He's going to make sure that he demands the best out of all of us, as well as himself and his staff. Um, but, yeah, he underplays who he is. and hilarious. So we have this thing where uh, uh, once a week in Buffalo, you know, someone come a coach or a player come up, just, you know, talk about who you are, uh, where you come from, just kind of your story. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was one of them. And he never mentioned U.M., never, well, I think he did. Because I think he met his wife there, or he met his wife in high school. One of the two.
0: I think college. But, okay, so college.
1: But he never said the the greatness he is. He never touched on it, never said anything about it. And the whole time he up there, I'm sitting, up back, uh, sitting in the back whispering a uh, motor, this man is legendary. And he is not saying anything about it. He's just playing it cool, He's just talking about his family, not too much about him. So it's like for me, I I enjoy having him as a, especially having him as an OC because um, you know, you have a lot of OCs, you have a, a lot of coaches that never played the game, that don't really understand it, but they get a job based on who they know, or get a job based on just being able to talk X and O's but not really knowing the game and just playing for a guy that, just playing for a guy that accomplished what he accomplished and did what he did, uh, especially, you know, at my school is even more fun for me. So it's it's great playing for
0: him. Looking right, you When we, we talked during the week, just kind of getting this lined up, you did use this one word and we've I've heard this word a lot about him. You said intense.
1: Intense. And, and you look at him and you don't, you don't think he'll be too intense.
0: That's what everybody says about him. Yeah. <laughs> Scrawny, Scrawny can is this. Uh, yeah, he, not- he, he
1: gives you a, he, if you look at him, he gives you a real chill laid back and he can be that. But when it's, when it's about football and it's about something he cares for, he can really be intense. And it's not, it's not like in a bad way, but it's, is I mean, it's, it's like what I think of. It's like when you think about Michael Irvin giving the speech and he's intense, like yeah. he can be intense. Um, oh, no, he definitely can demand. He could definitely demand a team in his, in, in, in his, his own way. He can, he can be that cool, calm and collected coach. And he can also be that intense coach. So he can kind of give you whatever you need as a player. So you like that? Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Have you guys like Can you pull them aside ever and just swap, swap a story, something like, come on, Ken, where you guys like anything?
1: Nah, not yet. I'm hoping during the season.
0: All right. All right, buddy. So listen, you, you I think you've cracked about 10 smiles so far. And uh, in, uh, in this podcast, you just, you are always in, to me, at least seemingly in a good mood. Like you're always happy. Every time I see you always a smile on your face. Like where does that joy come from?
1: Uh, the joy, my joy comes from, uh, basically when I was younger, there was a lot I didn't have and a lot that uh, me and my mom and my family didn't have. And I always told myself, if I ever got to a place where I was better than that and I could put my family in a better situation, there's not really much for me to be sad and be down about. Even when I didn't have a job, uh, even though I was with the Dolphins on practice squad, it, like, it was never a sad day. It was never... You know, uh, ungrateful day because I'm grateful and I'm happy about everything I have. Even though uh, you know, you think you deserve more, you should be put in better situations. But at the end of the day, you can only make best with the situation you have. And I think I have a great situation compared to what
0: I used to have. So, so what what didn't you have? Uh, anything. When like so like. When I was a kid, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't have a lot.
1: Uh, sometimes didn't have my own room. Sometimes I didn't have a house. Uh, a lot of times didn't have food. So it's a lot that I didn't have as a kid. And it's simple things, little things. Not, not you know, I didn't have the best shoes. I didn't have the best clothes. It's, it's things, essentials, I would say, that, you know, most people have as
0: kids and family have that we didn't. And there's a story that I read that there was a time where you guys uh had to live in your live in your mom's car or spend a night in your mom's car with your sister. Is that true? Yes. And for how long a period of time was that? Don't recall, it was too young. Okay. But you remember but you remember not being in a home?
1: Yes. I mean I'm I, I've been at home multiple times, but is uh again. That's why for me, it's so easy to smile now, because I remember what I've been through.
0: Understood. Makes sense. When did you find football?
1: found football as a kid. I want to say I was maybe 11, 10, maybe, and uh, wanted to play. Mom was very against it, like head over heels against it, like, no, nah, I'm, I'm okay. So for one Christmas, I basically told her I don't want anything for Christmas I just want to play football. And she allowed me to play. We couldn't afford it, so the, the commissioner at the park allowed me to play for
0: free. Where'd you play? Which park? Liberty City. Liberty City. Okay. Is that where you played all? Is that where you played your entire youth career? Yes, sir. Legendary Liberty City, the Warriors. Yes, sir. And where so were you? Obviously, we know Duke, Norland, Duke, Miami, Duke NFL. But when you first hit the field, were you good? Yes. And did you like it? Yes. And did you always play offense? Play
1: both sides in uh, the mission. So I played running back and linebacker, in and literally.
0: And man, you talked about you know the U, you know, yeah that. <laughs> success the history the players the thing that makes everybody a fan of the university of miami and, and it's so desperate and and die hard for miami to you know return to that and hopefully that's going to happen here now with coach Cristobal. certainly things are certainly headed seemingly in you know in the in the right direction and and there's a whole you know commitment to you know athletically to
1: go ahead for me i, I don't want to put that pressure on them kids because that's a lot of pressure of being that again like i love when people say that you is back like
0: i you know what, i was gonna ask you and it's fine i'm glad you said that. i was gonna ask you you're tired of hearing that
1: no i'm not because i i want us to be back but i think when we say that it's a lot of pressure on them kids to be perfect and no one's perfect because you understand that the you the is back those guys was mad talented they was talent was crazy coaching staff was crazy Now, don't get me wrong. I think we have a a great, well, elite coaching staff. And I also think that we're getting the players and we have some on campus now that can play at a high level. But that's still a lot of pressure,
0: regardless. No, I understand. No, no, no. I I just think that, I think Miami is in a position now. They are set up to have the most amount of success. Yeah. if if if, If we all know what the goal is, they are in a position now from the financial commitment The resources, the staff, the coaches in place, et cetera, to get to where they want to go. Some of the, some, I would say some, some of the coaching staffs and programs in the past, you know, there was a, there was a desire to get there, but it wasn't uh, probably structured, you know, in a way, the way modern college football is to accomplish yeah. Cool. Now like, I think Miami's in the best possible place. I don't want to put any more pressure on them. They need because there's still, yeah. there's still work that needs to get done, right? Yeah, You're was, working to get to that. I just think they are best positioned to get there over time.
1: I was going to say that I have a group chat with my brothers. Uh, One of them being a coach. Well, he's like a GA uh, at Ole Miss. We I have a group chat with them. We are just talking because um, most of the group chat is Miami fans and we love Miami. So We were just speaking on uh, how it's different now, and we were trying to figure out what was the difference between when uh, I was there, uh, really when I was there, to now, far as, like you said, uh, the, the ability to finance the program and kind of go all in. like What was the difference and why I think this time is looking better than when we was there? Because for some reason, we care now we care about football a lot more than we did when I was there. And I mean, when I say we, I mean from top down, from donating money to trying to get a stadium, uh, NIL deals are definitely different.
0: <laughs> how, how would your, how would your NIL, how would your portfolio look if you had NIL back I, in the day? I have, I have no idea. We talk about it a lot.
1: We definitely talk about it a lot. And it's, uh, you, you
0: would have been able to take care of mom earlier
1: earlier then maybe i could have stayed for that for no nope, let not stand for that fourth year so no it was not
0: happening okay but you would have met you would have done well for yourself oh for sure
1: early i mean i still believe i've done well for myself now but earlier
0: yeah done super well i'm sure that a lot of people would have liked to associate with the uh State champion, five star, top 10, all time county leading rusher coming back to the you coming to the U. am sure plenty of businesses would have liked to align themselves with with, with you. And and uh, but uh, that that's uh, that that was a different a different time. Hey, um, you mentioned. So, you know, the interesting thing for me is obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but I'll share this is that, you know, I knew you, that whole group of guys you listed. I got a chance to know you guys covering high school football. And and that's why you guys have a special place with me. But, you know, it was you and Tracy and Dion Bush and Malcolm Lewis and Isadora and Flowers and Herb Waters and Stacey Coley. Like you guys were a little group, a bonded little group, even in high school. So did you guys talk about all the stuff you talked about previously just now about what you guys wanted to do? Was that part of the conversation back then when you guys were in high school committing to Miami? Did you guys have those dreams of i don't want to say back but you know uh, of being what you said about what what miami was
1: for sure especially when we was coming out in in like the the list of the guys you named i was number one at my position in nation tracy was number one at his position in the nation uh you had eric flowers who was underrated superly underrated uh isadora came out so like even with our class i think we had we had a lot of people in our class. We had a deep class.
0: You did have a deep class. You also had a lot of guys that didn't make it too. I and mean, you I had, had a deep guys, class.
1: It, it, it. We had a deep class, and we believe that, you know, with what they have there, we can kind of start slowly but surely making our way, you know, back. if we continue. Then I think the following year was Stacy, or
0: was it two years after? Oh, you know what? Yeah, Stacy. I think Stacy was the next year. Yeah, but even then,
1: our group started. We just wanted to, you know, kind of push it and see how far we can get it, and bring more guys us. You know home and want to be here to be a part of it to see you know how close we can get to that threshold of back so for us it was slowly but surely getting it but that was always the plan for us and we was willing to do whatever it was to get there.
0: How just, so you had, mentioned that you came to the U not for a person not for a coach you know that you know how uh, you know we all know what Miami was for anyone that's grown up down here during a time where they were dominant but were you like a monster UM like were you a monster UM fan growing up like did you was your heart with this school? Yes.
1: Okay. 1000% that's why it didn't matter for me who the coach was. Uh what well, we was under sanctions, what was going to happen, what wasn't going to happen, no bowl game, bowl game. I I didn't really care. I just wanted to play for Miami.
0: Now, it's funny going back to the, speaking of the class you came in 2012, I didn't you know, you get times and Time's twisted and you forget who came in where, but Jenks was in your class. Mm-hmm. Rayshon Jenkins was in your class. Another one. I love that kid. Another or not one. a kid anymore. Like,
1: him and him Dion and Bush was our safeties coming in. Tracy was a corner. Uh, we had Raphael Kirby linebacker. Mm-hmm. Tariq came in as an outside linebacker, which he was really a the end.
0: Denzel was there the year before, right? It was already there. Yep. Uh, was Herb our class? Yeah, I think Hurt Herb was, was our your class. class. Yeah. Like we had guys with talent. All right. Yeah. So that that your oh your first game, Boston College, what do you remember? Uh it was fun.
1: Felt easy. Easy? It felt easy. It felt easy. Yeah. Even, even my opening kick return, I feel like it was a good kick return. I uh, think it was. Yeah, it felt
0: it felt easy. It felt easy. You enjoyed it. You are smiling. You are happy.
1: Definitely. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how happy I was. I was kind of nervous for most of the game. I think I was nervous up to the, up until the first touchdown, and then I was fine.
0: Then you were fine. I was fine. And have you ever been nervous like that before?
1: No. Well, yes. First game of high school, I was playing safety.
0: As a freshman.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was a start of safety as a freshman in high school. Huh? Free safety. Yeah, I should have stayed on that side. <laughs> I, think I, I think I learned about team interceptions about uh, freshman year of high school.
0: How many? I don't know how many I have. But I'm
1: oh, I think I left. I think I had like seven, eight.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, the, I think they pay DBs better in the, in the league.
1: They pay them better everywhere.
0: Yeah. So year two, year two at, at Miami, you're seven and zero heading into that game at, at FSU. Like, how how big was that game in your locker room?
1: Uh, it was big. We didn't we didn't show it. We didn't we didn't really like we really didn't. How do I say it? We didn't really put that added pressure that outside tried to put. It's a big game. It's a big game. We know it's a big game. It's a rival game. So like. I know we're ranked, they're ranked, but this rivalry is, is bigger than the rankings because regardless if the team was ranked, it'll still be a big game. So we knew the magnitude of the game. Everyone was kind of ready to go early.
0: What happened? What, so <laughs> early, so what happened late? Other than, uh, you get, other than you being hurt? That. That changed at all?
1: I believe so. And I, and I say that just because I think we end up losing the last four or five four out of five games that i year? think you
0: went i think you lost another two or two or three yeah something something yeah, it just kind of went mean, like it just kind of went like this
1: went down here and i think that that injury took it all out of the team because
0: we lost what it do to you time. what it do to you you never had you hadn't, had you ever have you had you ever been hurt like that before i don't i assume not
1: yeah. at the time at the time i was at the time I knew my season was over i just didn't know what that meant for my career but I knew my season was over. Um, but I mean, Vinny and Coach Cap—I mean, Coach Cap, Doctor Cap—when uh, I had the surgery, pretty much reassured me everything would be fine. It was, it would be fine. Is they kind of explained to me what it was and what happened and how it's better that I did what I did. Something else could have happened and it could have been worse. So it was good. It was just that.
0: What's rehab like? I feel like it's a pretty lonely experience.
1: Yes and no. I think I think in the NFL or in professional sports to be lonely because at one point everyone goes home. But since it's college and people really don't go home, it was people that are year-round. Yeah. Whether with track, uh track, so it's, a
0: group, so it's a little group of you, it's a group of you guys, yeah. athletes different sports
1: different right yeah so like when we was done somebody else was starting the season they had to come in for rehab they had to come in for stuff so it was always people there with me
0: uh but yeah it was it was a different experience now did you think about quitting stopping playing no 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 there was because there's i read something there's something floating around that you thought about giving it up no okay
1: Absolutely not. So Truth. Miss Mistruth. Mis- mis-truth. Me, me, me giving it up. So the only time I thought about getting it up, which is hilarious, is when I came, so when we came in for training camp as uh from high school to training camp in college, I think I was talking to Zell. Diesel was telling me, because I think Diselle, my roommate, my my freshman year, Diselle was telling me, hey man, listen, I almost quit one time It was doing training camp. Like. Training camp was that bad that like he said he he was almost on the out. But you know, it gets better. So training camp, I think my freshman year was like the first, the only time I was like, maybe maybe I don't want to do this. But I remember my mom and everything she went through and the sacrifice she made is what
0: kind of kept me going. So it's that hard. Not anymore, no, like, but I'm saying the first time you're like, "Whoa, yeah,
1: because you don't know this big. like your your high school can't pay for that, especially yeah. in the heat, like it can't. It's, it's, it's totally different, but then and then you have you have it all day, yeah, first yeah, week, it's, it's all
0: day, right it's it's morning, noon time. camps morning, noon night. And I think at that
1: time, I'm not sure was two a day still allowed.
0: I feel like we we're doing two I think a day. You did. I think you might have had two a days back then.
1: Yeah, I feel like we were doing two a days. And I was like, yeah, no. Nah. But that lasted, that lasted for maybe maybe 48 hours. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm ending that. I like guess it's, it's too late. You only came too far to look back. So
0: all right. So when did you know you were right your junior year?
1: Um was it FAU, first game of the season? You were good. Yeah, I I, I wasn't sure before that, I'll tell you that. I wasn't when I was one of those guys, I was like, yeah, at the rehab, man, I felt amazing, I felt fine. I still was unsure because the way I plant and the way I cut is, is kind of different. So it was hard for me to really gain that confidence in my ankle just initially.
0: Gotcha. Where did stiff arm come from, by the way? Mm -hmm. I have no. Vicious.
1: Yeah, I have. I have no idea. I just. uh, That's a good question. I don't know. It just works. That it it works. I can't stop doing
0: it. It just works. All right. I might get you in trouble with this one, but uh, so that year, your junior year, were you guys as a team really upset? That upset. That Ryan Williams wasn't the starter. Yes, because we felt like Ryan deserved it.
1: We, we felt like, well, again, I say we, but I I don't like speaking for other people. So yes,
0: so thanks for Duke.
1: Yes, for me, I felt like Ryan deserved it, and I felt like I felt like Ryan did what he had to do, whatever obstacles or whatever whatever the coaches gave him to do. He crushed it and he did it. And for you to basically tell him that, yeah, you know, we're going to, you know, you're going to be the quarterback once you get back healthy and this and that and you don't do it is kind of discouraging. But I also feel like he had the talent to play quarterback. He had the talent to lead us in the leadership. He had everything to lead us. But you know, in the in the age of recruiting and all that good stuff, you sell people and you tell people things, and you guess you have to back it up.
0: But yeah, was, was that a, I was, so I was definitely upset. You okay? And was that an issue during the year or no?
1: No, we didn't let it into the year. Uh, I think I think at that point, I think once the decision was made, we was upset, but we we had to move on. We just couldn't allow it to uh, go into the season which is easier said than done but it was something that we just had to work at with well, me I had to work at it just you know because Ryan Ryan was one of my guys and I feel like again he deserved it he went through something similar like me and uh he should have been out there with us but he understood we all understood we didn't like it but we don't we don't like everything so yeah to
0: so that year, did you think you had Florida State, your junior year? Do you think that 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 was going to be your year to kind of take them down?
1: Yes. I thought I actually thought it every year,
0: regardless. Every year. And then and Dalvin, man. Dalvin did it. A day county guy.
1: Dalvin do, do it to us. Uh Bonte did it to us.
0: Is it's always is always one of those two. So you said. You said before NIL, maybe you'd stay a fourth year and then you caught yourself. And you said, no way. So you were, you knew you were gone.
1: Fourth year? I mean, third year?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No questions asked.
1: Nah. that was the good question. I was out. Because okay. right. even that, that was the time when they started doing the, the, when you send in your name the, for a job, yep. they, they was like, you know, first or second or stay in school.
0: And, oh right, 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 right. Yeah, and I gotta stay
1: in school, and I was like, I'm cool, I bet on myself, so which is which is I don't know, NFL is weird, uh, like that's that's weird that you do that first second to stay in school, like, like no, because if, if you go third round, that's that's better than risking getting hurt and then risking getting uh having to get a job and like that's a it's a lot. It's a lot. So, it's a discouraging to some kids. To me, it wasn't discouraging because I was gonna do what I wanted to do, regardless of what the NFL said when I put my grade in. But to some kids, you tell them stay in school is discouraging because you don't know what that means. You don't know if it's third round. You know if it's undrafted. Like you don't know. So, I don't like that. It's, it's kind of terrible. But
0: and what what was your relationship like with Mike James? You you said that he he kind of that's your, there's the smile. <laughs> I guess it must be good. Oh, man.
1: So there's an article
0: out uh,
1: that I did in Buffalo. And the article was just asking – well, the guy was just – I was talking to the guy. He was just asking me about how, um, you know, after having uh, success last year with Miami Dolphins, I come to Buffalo and they loaded backfield. You know, what it's like for me, right? And I kind of explained to him how, for me, like – it's just a chance to help the young guys and kind of help everyone put their best foot forward to compete and go out here. And I mean, compete so the bills can pick the best running back for their team. Uh, I use this time to kind of coach and help the young guys, whether it's James or our other young back we have, or even if it's motor or Zach, whoever it is, like we all help and teach each other. Uh, And we know one of us not going to be here, maybe two, we know we're like we're all not gonna be here, um, and the guy just asked me like, "Where do you get that mature approach from?" Because everyone doesn't approach it like that. And I told him it's from Mike Mike James as well as uh, Sean Drone. Sean Jones is my was like my vet when I came into the league. That kind of had that attitude of like, "Yo, listen, I know you're here to replace me, and I know you're here to take my job, but let me help you." So Mike was one of those guys that helped me, and kind of taught me right from wrong, kind of put me on his wing and kind of, you know, helped me become the person I am today. And it was funny because it's it's actually not his job to do it. I see Tannehill said that, like, it's not his job to do that. It's not his job to mentor the person under him. And I think of guys that mentored me and I was under them and they knew that my job was coming to get their job, but they still did it. So I forever have love for Mike. Uh, for the way he handled himself through that because, again, he didn't have to help me. He didn't have to go the wrong. He did, but he did. So I, I will forever have love for him. And just the way that uh, he kind of took me under his wing, which was,
0: I think, dope. All right. Let's talk about someone we know. I know where this, this answer is unquestioned. Can you describe your love for your mother? Uh, and why it runs so deep? No, I cannot
1: describe it. I think it, it actually runs deep because, uh, it was really because of the way we grew up. Uh, the things she sacrificed and working the way she wrote to put us in a better position, to provide for us, um, wasn't easy, had to do it a lot. You know, had to do a lot on our own. But they complained, didn't make excuses, just when I didn't got it. So I think as a kid, I'm not sure if all kids see that, but I seen it and I understood at a, at a young age what she was doing and what she was kind of going through and how she had to do it. Um, as a kid, didn't always agree, didn't like it because she was always away. But as you get older, the more you see it, the more you learn, and you kind of know it was done for a reason. So.
0: What'd you get her? What was the first gift? I know you had to get her something. Oh my gosh, she wanted a car. That's,
1: that's it. it. Yeah. The first.
0: Thing I was gonna say a- now, I say that's it. I mean, I, you know, it could have gone house. Could have, you know, but we, she went car.
1: She already had a house at that time.
0: Okay. Yeah. What was the car? Uh,
1: Infinity truck. I wanna say it was a
0: QX80. And I bet you paid for that with all joy smiles and happiness i think i don't know you're making a face now maybe not i don't know
1: i don't know because that wasn't the one that she was supposed to get well it was the same car but it wasn't the same version we walked into the dealership a week ago a week before you know they be like, you know they say play the game you oh know, yeah. yeah i like the car uh well i'm not gonna get it today. we went in a week before and it was a car for i want to say 40 no it was like 50 60 maybe the day of we walk through the showroom to go to the car, and it's the same car that she wants, but the fully loaded version for I want to say a hundred.
0: around a fully loaded,
1: fully loaded. Now she won't get out the car.
0: That's the one she wants. Yep,
1: and that's the one I had to get.
0: And they played the game on you. Yeah, she played <laughs> she played the game on you. Yeah, played the game. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, she's mom. That's yeah. what she wants. Not all the time, but... Not all the time. That time. That time she got it. That time she got it. That time she got it. Hey, um, your senior... I mean, your career at New Orleans was exceptional. I got to witness your senior year. Your playoff run was... I always tell people it's unspeakable. Like, what you had a whole season in five games. What was your best game, you think? That senior year playoff run, what was your best game? (sighs) My best game? Just the playoff run. I'm going to go...
1: I'm gonna go Paul And I'm gonna only go Palmetto because we was down. And we had to win that game to win a championship. And if we didn't win that game, we don't win a championship. Because once we beat them, we knew it was winning a championship. Like there's no way we can fight this hard for, for the semifinals, right? Semifinals. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, no way we fight this hard semifinals and finals. There's no way. There's no way. Is that so- the
0: game you leaped into the end zone?
1: No, that was Bear Glaze. Okay. That was Bear Glaze. Bear Glaze, That's see, that's that's why it was a tough one because Bear Glaze, But Bear Glaze was only considered because the whole the whole week, one of my coaches, uh Coach Will had a, message, a messaging board. And he just kept telling me stuff because he liked to mess with me. So he was just telling me things that they kept saying uh, on the message board and how no one has beaten them since Ja'Cory Harris and them went down there in Bear Glaze and how no one can beat them in their place. And it was a lot. They had home field advantage, which was fun. So for us to get to the field, we had to walk through that crowd. And, I mean, it, it, it was their crowd, but it was still – it was respectful, but it was still a lot of – a lot of talking – a lot of back and forth, so it was it was fun for us. Uh, we kind of ran into it. they. We kind of ran into their quarterback, as he was coming off the field, was coming on, uh, and he was kind of hyped and excited, clapping and talking, and they had no idea what they was in for. <laughs> I think he got sacked maybe ten times, eleven times that game. Like they had no idea what they was in for, but yeah, that was was probably Palmetto because we was losing twenty I think we do like twenty to seven or
0: 20-0. And so, how proud are you of that
1: championship? Very it's not it's not easy to do. Cause
0: you lost First, the year before in the championship, right?
1: Lost no, the year before, won that year. But I mean we made a vow uh junior year we wasn't losing we wasn't that was now Cause I was, I think I was, I was suspended my first two, my first two games, uh, of my senior season. We, we played, Yeah. Cause we, I think we played Myanmar. We played Myanmar in the kickoff classic. And we played American the first game of the season. And I didn't play cause again, I was suspended and I told, um, I told the team after we lost the memoir, like, yo, this is our last game we lose for the rest of the year. If y'all beat American without me, which y'all should do, that'll be our last game we lose for the rest of the year. We would not lose a game this year.
0: And we did. There you go. Now I wanna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna take a guess here that probably one of the coolest things that's happened to you, for you, etc. because of the importance of this destination, in, in Dade County, high school football, youth football, the fact that you're painted, adorned on the mural at trash Powell has got to be one of the coolest things for you.
1: The best. I'm not sure if anything can really top that at this moment because that is the mecca of high school football and to be kind of engraved in history at the, the high school uh,
0: – Stumping ground is amazing. Now, did you know about, did they tell you ahead of time? Like, when did, like, you remember seeing it? Like, what was that Uh, like? I think think someone told
1: me about it. I want to say someone told me about it. And when they told me, uh, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I didn't think it would be like that. I didn't think it would be that cool. I thought it would be just a little something, just, you know, like a name on the wall. I didn't think it would be all that. And it's, it's dope.
0: How about being the all-time leading rusher at Miami?
1: Uh, close number two.
0: Close number two. Close that's number that's, two. that's etched forever until someone breaks it if that happens.
1: Close number two. I did it in two and a half. And I did
0: it with three running back coaches in three years. Okay. Now, last thing, buddy. You are we, we were talking on the phone. You're like, Can you believe it's been eight years? You've been in the league eight years. Nope,
1: I cannot. I it's cannot. crazy. It's, it's actually flying by and I'm trying to slow it down because now you're
0: not like an old head. Yeah, I, that's
1: exactly what I am. That's exactly uh, the running back. Raheem called me Uncle Duke.
0: <laughs> so so so, when I, so we started this with anyone, anyone not call you Duke. Now we just say people instead of calling you Duke now they're just going to call you Uncle Duke.
1: Yeah, call me Uncle Duke. I'm, I'm kind of I'm it's funny because I'm not even the oldest in the room. Who's the oldest in the room? Uh, Taiwan Jones. Taiwan is in year 12. Wow. Yeah, but he's still, he's in year 12, and Taiwan can definitely still run
0: 4-4. Okay.
1: Yeah, so he's going
0: to be in the year a while. He keep running 4-4. I bet, I bet, I bet, <laughs> I bet. Hey, my friend, this was awesome. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure catching up. Thank you for making time before you head off to camp. You know how I feel about you. You know I love when I see you, and I appreciate you doing this. Uh, One of the best people I've met and known, and I'm glad our paths have crossed. Thanks for coming on behind you, Duke. I appreciate you.